0: Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: Let's look at the top waiver wire targets for Week 10, next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Dan Schneier to talk about the Week 10 waiver wire But 1st. I guess we should talk about Monday Night Football. We've, we've been getting a lot of ugly Monday Night Football games, Dan. It's, it's, we got to stop meeting like this. I don't know how much <laughs> there is to talk about, but I don't know. The, the Ravens won twenty seven thirteen 13 over the Saints. I think the the big takeaway for me is just playmaking in the passing game is really important, and these two teams really, really don't have that, especially down the field. I mean, you talk about the Ravens, the, the Saints, they've got Chris Alave. He's awesome. He, he looks like a superstar in the making. But that's really it. Alvin Kamara, they didn't really use him enough in the passing game. And, and, you know, he's a running back out of the backfield. He's not a wide receiver. So this is a team that needs Jarvis Landry. The Ravens just lost Rashad Bateman, Devon Dumene, One target, Mark Andrews not active. Isaiah Likely, one catch on five targets. It was nice to get a touchdown out of him if you used him, but not super promising. Give me a winner from this game if you've got one.
0: Winner for me would certainly be the Ravens DST. I think this Ravens sure. defense looks a lot different. They had two major additions come back, and it, the one everyone here heard about and everyone knows about is Roquan Smith, who they traded yep. a second-round pick from, but also Justin Houston, who's back and looked phenomenal in this game. And I know they're, you know, Roquan's more of a new addition, and, but from what they were expecting to get out of Houston versus what they're getting tonight, and if they can get both those two players to be difference-makers on that defense like they were tonight, then I think that could be a really good DST down the stretch.
1: Yeah, he's got eight and a half sacks in six games this season. That's uh, pretty impressive for Houston is fully uh, back. Justin Houston the, the Ravens have not had a double digit sack guy since 2017. So uh, Justin Houston about to make that happen. That's pretty impressive. Given the injuries he's dealt with. I'll also throw out, I mean, Kenyon Drake, 93 yards, two touchdowns, 24 carries. Ravens typically do not go with one running back in that workhorse role. I think that was probably a function of, They played on Thursday night last week. They played this Monday night. So they get the extra day off and then they have their buy. So it's just like an outrageous amount of time off that they've got. No Gus Edwards. We can use Kenyon Drake. We've got time to get him fresh. Once they come back from the buy, I think this is going to be a a three-way split. Kenyon Drake, Gus Edwards, probably the 1A, 1B. Justin Hill will sprinkle in or Justice Hill will sprinkle in, but not necessarily sure either of those guys is going to be very useful for fantasy. More like RB3s moving forward. A lot, of, a lot of bad things in this game from fantasy perspective. Who's the biggest loser? Biggest loser for me is Andy Dalton. I feel like
0: the Ravens had a really good game plan. They wanted to bat the passes down at the line of scrimmage. Obviously, I talked about Justin Houston with his kind of revenge season, but it wasn't just him. Brent Urban got his hand on a key pass that led to an interception. And all, all the entire game, the Ravens were batting down passes. This was in the mm-hmm. game plan. So I think with Dalton right now, you're looking at a quarterback who's regressing not really doing a good job connecting downfield or moving the football. And I think we could be looking at a turn back to Jameis Winston, because at this point, if you're the Saints, where do you, do you keep Andy Dalton in or do you go and try to get some kind of upside through Winston?
1: Yeah, and Dennis Allen was asked about that after the game. He said that they didn't really consider making a switch at QB. He said that a lot of things went wrong in this game, and I think that's true. One thing for me that stands out, you got to use Alvin Kamara more. Only four targets in this game, three catches for 32 yards. He has shown over the past month he is still an explosive playmaker, one of the best in the league. Get him the ball more. 12 touches, 13 opportunities just is not enough for a player of Alvin Kamara's skill set. Let's move on to uh, look at the Week 10 waiver wire. Obviously, if you want... And a more in-depth look, make sure you check out Jamie Eisenberg's column on cbssports.com fantasy on Tuesday morning. Check out the full episode of Fantasy Football today. But let's talk about running back, wide receiver, and tight end. We'll go through each position. I want you to rank these three options, who you would be prioritizing on the waiver wire. At wide receiver, Odell Beckham, Darnell Mooney, and Terrace Marshall. How would you rank those three? Well, I just talked about
0: today earlier on the podcast about how I like Terrace Marshall, like the fact that he's getting end zone targets, but tough to rank him ahead of those other two. I think have a little bit more upside, so I would go Marshall last. I would actually go Beckham as my one one here. I think the the idea here is to swing for the fences, and yep. there is an opportunity depending on the fit. I actually think the best fit might actually be one that we're not even considering, which is a possibility, which would be the Bills because I think right now we need was,
1: they need a number two wide right. receiver. Like Gabe Davis is a great downfield guy, but he is not consistent enough. He doesn't run a diverse route tree. They like Isaiah McKenzie. We liked him for fantasy coming in. He's not that guy. Like this is an offense that kind of misses Jamison Crowder. Believe it or not.
0: And Beckham can operate in that number two role. We saw what he could do with the Rams last year. So Mm -hmm. I think that could be a good spot. But either way, the upside puts him one for me.
1: All right. How about these running backs? Chuba Hubbard, Jeff Wilson, and Jordan Wilkins. How would you rank those three?
0: Wilson for sure is the one one for me out of those three. I, th- I thought we saw some great things. Not just that he out, I think he'd out snapped uh, moster by yeah, one. Yeah, had a
1: couple more snaps.
0: Yeah, just a couple more. But more importantly, used was used in the red zone and mm-hmm. uh, was used as a, re- a really nice red zone re- reception with him. So I think Wilson has the most upside by far. And then it would go: Chuba Hubbard second, and um, third would be Jordan Wilkins. All
1: right. How about this? This is a weird one. Tight end might actually be the best position. If you're looking to make an ad on waivers this week, you got Pat Friermuth. Who's available in 25% of CBS fantasy leagues. You got Greg Dulcich, three straight games with double digit PPR points to open his career. And Kate Otten scored a touchdown last week for Tampa Bay. How would you rank those three? Greg Dulcich, Pat Fryermuth, and Kate Otten.
0: Dulcich is the easy one, one for me there as well. Tight end. <laughs> Yeah, I really like Dulce. He was my tight end one coming into this class. Uh, he wasn't the first that end drafted, but I thought he had the best skill. So that translates to the NFL, with his ability to get open. And he's shown that with Denver. So I'd put him one. I would put Fryermouth as the second. And then uh, who was the third one we mentioned?
1: Uh, Kate on. I think yes. he's a distant uh, third there. Yeah,
0: yeah, distant third. Correct.
1: I will say Fryermuth has played four games with uh, Kenny Pickett at quarterback. He's had at least seven targets in three of the four. The one exception being the game that he left early with a concussion. So, Really like the usage that we're seeing there. He's a top eight tight end for me. Rest of season, Greg Dulcich right there with him. So either of those guys is available. I'd probably start them over Kyle Pitts this week. We've gotten to that point. I, I would too. Uh, I feel bad about it. All right. Well, before we say anything else we might regret, that's going to do it for <laughs> Fantasy Football Today in 5. For Dan Shire, I'm Chris Towers. We'll see you tomorrow.